Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Friday, November 13th, 2020, and this is day 991 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. Thank you so, so much for this beautiful day that you created for us. Help us, Father, to go forth with great gratitude and appreciation for all that you've done for us and all that you are doing. I ask, my Lord, that you will help us to fulfill our purpose for today, that we will go forth in great joy and the peace of the Lord to make that happen. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, Today's message is maneuvering through difficult times. Maneuvering through difficult times times. Yeah. And I always think about the uh, passage, one of my favorites in uh, 23rd Psalms and the part where um, God says uh, he will lead us through the valley of the shadow of death. And that's what this is like going through, not around it, not uh, under it or above it, but going through the valley and also of, of the shadow uh, of of darkness, of the shadow of death. So God will maneuver us through these difficult times. And I know that I know that I know it is very hard and harder for even others. So I'm wanting you to be encouraged today and and hear what the Lord has for you. We're coming out of Luke chapter 21 verses 5 through 19, and then later we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. And uh, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he says, some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, as for what you see here, The time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, watch out that you are not deceived. So you see, he answered it. The first thing he says, watch out. That you are not deceived. For many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, pestilence in various places and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison and you will be brought before kings and governors and all on account of my name. And 
you will bear testimony for me or testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry before how you will defend yourselves. I love this part so much. He says, I'm going to read verse 14 again. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. This is some good stuff, right? (laughs) It's like, how, when, what? What does this look like? What are you talking about? Yeah, God is so good. Let's, let's, he, he lets us know beforehand everything that is about to take place. So point number one, the first thing, watch out that you're not deceived. Secondly, do not follow them. Do not be frightened. Third, make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. And fourth, stand firm and you will win life. Jesus said these things to his disciples and to us in preparation for what is to come. Jesus does not leave us in the dark. As a matter of fact, he shows us step by step how to get through the coming difficulties. He also tells us why we will go through these things. Verse 17. All right. Verse 17 says, everyone will hate you because of me. So the more we do his will, the more we stand up for what is right in Christ, the more we will be attacked. He makes us a promise. That's verse 18. But not a hair of your head will perish. Isn't that phenomenal? Not a hair. (laughs) Let's learn a little bit more about that. Jesus isn't saying that we are exempt from physical harm or death during persecutions. No, we're, we're gonna, there may be times where we, where we die, but to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When we die, we go to be with him, his disciples, mostly every one of them died. And, 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 and one, I remember Peter saying, I don't, I'm not worthy to die (laughs) like my Lord and savior. I, I want to be, uh, Uh, crucified upside down. I don't want to be done in the same way. I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Lord, you know? And so they went through it, but listen, they were saved. They have eternal life with Christ. That's the part. No one can mess with that. He was saying none of his followers will suffer spiritual or eternal loss. We will have eternity with him no matter what if we are serving him if we are believers in Christ he will be with us when everyone else leaves us he promised that he would never leave us or forsake us so what difficulties are you dealing with in your home at work at church in your neighborhood don't think it's strange when you go through these things he comes 
be comforted by Jesus' words. This is him talking to us. And I know many of you are suffering through sickness and loss of loved ones. And, and you know, we do, uh, with my, my job, we do an anger management session called Rethink Anger every Tuesday evening and uh, right now. And I remember, um, and it's six weeks long, and one of the young ladies said, what do you do when it's your own mother that's coming at you and constantly triggering you and nagging you and bothering you and talking down to you and, and making you angry? Oh, everything within me. I wanted, Oh, my gosh. It just crushed my heart. And, and I, I, I know I was working. I stayed on task. I stayed on task with, you know, uh, the things that we do uh, physically. But listen... We can have all the physical things we need to overcome it, but it's short-lived without the deep-rooted spiritual part. So my thing to do that I could do for her was to pray for her and that God would send the laborer to her, whether it be me when it's off, off company time or someone else to share Jesus with her, uh, to pray for them. But in the meantime, equipping them with the tools for now and uh, for the physical peace. And someone, I know God will send them to, to really get to the deeper end of it. And that's our spiritual person. You know, uh, the things on the outside last only for so long. Uh, we can c- cope with, with using this and that only for so long. But if the spiritual man is rooted and grounded in the Lord... That's our anchor. See, that that's the void. That's what's missing. Jesus is the one that will keep us. Point number two. Why do you think Jesus said to make up our minds beforehand not to worry? Worry comes from fear and fear comes from Satan. When we're in a worrying mode, fear blocks us from hearing the Lord's instructions for our lives. Fear is a blocker. So let me let me go to um, Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. Yeah, let's go there. So uh, we really need to dive into worrying, what Jesus says about worrying. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34, he says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? As a matter of fact, by worrying, we're chiseling away from our life. We're bringing harm to the body to the spirit. And I know it can easily slip up on us. I know I was there, but I'm going to tell you, give it to the Lord and cry out to him. And he will, he is right there. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor, who was the richest man that ever lived, was dressed like one of these. 
If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. He's not, he's telling us trouble's not leaving, okay? Trouble is going to be here. He teaches us how to move, maneuver through the trouble, maneuver through the trials and tribulations. We're going to go through them and they're going to help to substantiate us and strengthen us. And as iron sharpens iron, so does a man sharpen another. And it helps us to grow in Christ. And it helps us to develop our faith in him. He knows what we can bear. He will not allow more upon us than what we can bear. Always remember that. He knows exactly what we can handle. So, the side effects of worry damage our health. All right, remember that. Worry consumes our thoughts. It disrupts our productivity. It negatively negatively affects how we treat others. We we treat others uh, 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 bad because we're upset or we're worrying. And it reduces our ability to trust God. To avoid this trap, we must study God's word daily. This is our spiritual food. Spend time with the Lord daily. Pray regularly and obey. This is something we cannot afford not to do. Just as we get up every morning and and wash our face and brush our teeth and get ourselves clothed to get out, to go out into the world, we must not neglect the word of God. That is our spiritual diet. Without it, we are doomed. We are doomed to worry. We are doomed to be fearful. We are doomed uh, to slip and fall and then stay down. But if we study his word and if we keep his word in our hearts, then, hey, we might fall, but we're going to get right back up. We might think, uh, get a little afraid, but then we, we jar ourselves back. We shake ourselves and go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember what the Lord said. Oh, yes, glory to God. I remember the word. See, and you begin to replay those words in your mind. Read the word of God out loud. So you are hearing it. You hearing it and hearing and hearing the word of God. And it makes us stronger and stronger. There's something about the word of God that is alive. The the Bible tells us in Hebrew that God's word is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts down into the marrow of the bone. Oh man, separating a, a soul and spirit. It is so, it cuts so deep. It is alive. We must eat it on a daily basis. I'm telling you, I, I, 
I'm going to tell you, I cannot tell you this if I don't do it myself. Because everything that I share with you is for me as well. I remember when my son was born, I caught myself worrying. I shared this with the ladies last night. I get an opportunity to work with a wonderful group of ladies. Oh, my gosh. And uh, every Thursday evening. And anyway, talking about uh, having a mindset to overcome, to not let things uh, make you fall. And, and we were listening to an encouraging word by Denzel Washington. He said, people say you fall back. He said, I like to fall forward. He said, I fall back on God. I fall back on faith in God. Oh man, it was so powerful. But anyway, I caught myself worrying about my, my children, but especially my son. And uh, when he was born, my only son. I have two beautiful girls and one beautiful son, and they're all grown now. But when he was born in the middle, uh, he had fingers missing and flesh hanging off of uh, his fingers or his index finger. And I think like one, one, two, three, the third finger. And anyway, my husband and I were devastated and we you know, we were like, oh my goodness, what to do, what to do? Well, what happened while he was developing in my womb, there's something in the stomach uh, while developing it called amniotic bands, which are these fine threads. And while his little fingers were wiggling around like babies do inside the mother's womb, he, they got all wrapped around his fingers. I think he was just curious. He's such a curious little fella even now. And uh, those threads wrapped around his fingers and cut off circulation. And it was a rare occurrence. Uh, I think it was only another child in the UK where it happened to that child's arm and cut his arm off. Well, my husband and I had a decision to make. And that was, we were not going to treat him any differently than anyone else. We were not going to make that um, a handicap. We were not going to say, oh, oh, don't touch his hand or, oh, don't do that. They did plastic surgery on it. They took the fine threads out. They cut the flesh off. He was out without fingers. But on, and I think he has like three fingers on one hand. And so he's missing two. One is cut short and one, one is, um, yeah, one is cut off. So we decided that that's what we were going to do. Treat him no differently. Uh, and, and hey, he was born that way. This is what he would be used to. He didn't have to readapt after having the fingers. And so one of my biggest fears as a mother was him going to school and children making fun of him and treating him bad and, and him uh, having, uh, you know, uh, downtroddenness, you know, um, and feeling sad and, and going through rough times. So I prayed for him far more than I did even my girls. I prayed for all of them, but I prayed for him a lot. And I remember his first day in kindergarten, I was just worried. And he came home and he, I said, how'd it go? How'd it go? And he goes, it went fine. Everybody was asking me about my hand though. What happened to your hand? What's wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, tell them that that's how God made you. And he said, okay. He went to school the next day. And everybody that asked him, he said, that's how God made me. Came home, I said, how'd it go? It went good. I said, what did people say? 
when you told him? He said, they didn't say nothing else, Mama. All I told him what you said, and they didn't say anything else about it. And over the years, as he went through school, God blessed him tremendously with great favor. He was well-liked, but he always remained humble. I always prayed that for all my children. And they're all extremely intelligent, just like yours, right? We all <laughs> very smart. Uh, he was advanced in the first grade. To, back then, they had gifted and talented classes, moved him up. And, and he just excelled and very popular. Then he got into sports. And we were so concerned about that hand, grasping balls and throwing the football and basketball. And he just was in every sport there was, me and the family, every time he, that was our, that was our pastime, going to his events every time, going to his football games, basketball games, track meets, anything he was in, we were there. <laughs> and so he excelled in everything that he did and even throwing the football, getting MVP and and um, being crowned king at the school and being, at, at, you know, just Lincoln Prep and UMKC and, and everything he did, he prospered because the Lord was with him as he is with you. The Lord said, don't worry. Same with my girls. God bless them all. And I'm so grateful and how calm God made me. He helped me to be calm through the whole process. And now my son, and almost 40 years old now, <laughs> he, we've gone together and did conflict resolution in classes with kiddos. And, and he goes right in the classroom and says, all right, everybody, holds up his hand. Ask me anything you want about my hand. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get this out of the way now. And they're like, whoa, dude, what happened to you? Well, this is what happened. And so many are encouraged. So many of those kids came back to me later and said, Miss Jackie, Miss Jackie, when your son told me that about his hand, that made me feel better because kids to make fun of me about this or that. And, and I don't care anymore what they say because your son told me about him and his hand. Look at God, right? What about you? What is it? Prepare in advance not to worry. God is going to bring you through this. Trust him. Whatever he says, do it. He knows the beginning from the end. He created it. He created beginning and end. <laughs> oh, if you don't know him, though, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check out our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out those messages and please share them with others. Also, check us out on any of the other podcast outlets. Please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love. Learn more about God's unconditional love. 
All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.